Do we stay or do we go? What awaits us on the other side? Will we cross the line from guilt to freedom, fear to faith, from doubt to trust, from darkness to light, from death to life? So you're here at the threshold. What will you do? everybody. How you doing? It's already been said 10, 5 times. I'll say it one more time. Happy New Year. It may not be new anymore because it's about a week old, but it's still new. It's new, and I just want to welcome you. It's great to have you. Uh, as you saw, you're here at the, at, the, at the edge of something really incredible. And what I want to urge you to do in the next few weeks, uh, along with Mike, is just encourage you to go ahead and cross over. Uh, what, what, what God wants to do in your life. If you're a guest here, I want to welcome you. Uh, I'm not sure why you're here. Maybe you got bribed here. Uh, may, maybe maybe they, they told you if you don't come, uh, something bad's going to happen to you. Maybe some bad things have already happened to you, and, and that's why you're here. But whatever the reason, I'm really glad you're here. Uh, and, and for those of us who are, who are members of the church, I, I really want you to get ready this morning. Okay, I appreciate our worship team. Didn't they do an incredible job? Ho- hope, you, hope you leaned in. Hope you leaned in because we've got some things to talk about this morning for us, for me, uh, before we, we make this transition from, from one side to the other. Uh, you know, 2016, we were standing on this side, and God has plans for us on this other side but it's up to us to cross over. Uh, So this morning, we're going to go on a spiritual journey, okay, on a spiritual journey, and there's no better book in the Bible to go on a journey with than, any idea? Joshua. You guys, you guys cheated. Somebody was cheating looking at the the notes, but uh, we're going to go on a journey with Yeshua. That's how you say it in, uh, in Hebrew, okay, Yeshua. Any idea what, what the word means, uh, Joshua's name means? The Lord saves. The Lord saves. Actually, that wasn't his real name. His real name was Hosea. And this is something that happens in the Bible that people come up to, you know, a person that they want to call to serve God and they change their name. And his name was Hosea. And he was, you know, that, that name means salvation. That's a great name too, right? But something was going on in the life of Moses, and Moses was the one who trained Joshua. And he decided, you know what, Joshua, I've made some mistakes in my life, and I just want to change your name so that you will have a constant reminder so as not to make my mistakes. And so he changed his name from salvation to the Lord saves, or it is the, the Lord who brings salvation. Now, why do you think Moses did that? Because sometimes we can think that salvation is about people or things, and we take our eyes off of God. Who's going to save me in 2017? You know, who's going to help me cross over? It may be money. If I can get that job, that's going to help me cross over. 
If, if God can work out some different situations in my life, if I can, if I can you know, pay down this debt, if I can get my health right, you know, if I can get my health together, that's what's going to save me. And maybe, you know, guys, they're teens here. Parents will save you, you know. They'll up your allowance this year. That'll help, won't it? Sure it will. Or, or maybe my, my diploma is going to save me for the college students. Once I get that job, that will save me. And, and, and Moses wanted to make sure, listen, don't forget. Who is it that saves? So are you ready to cross over now that you know that? And are you ready for a transition? Okay. How, how many here are really good at change? Okay. It takes a special type of person to embrace transition and change, doesn't it? Okay, so I'm going to just go ahead and ask you to say it to your neighbor. We're going to transition in 2017. Go ahead and share it with your neighbor. We're going to transition in 2017. Okay, are you ready for that? Are you ready for some, some transition? You know, I, I know some of us here, we like change. Some of us hate it. We hate it. But change is a part of life. It's part of life. And, and if you really want to elevate, and, and God has incredible plans for you in 2017. Do you know that? He's got plans for you. He's got plans for us, but he's got plans for you. And that's one of the amazing thing, things that as you get closer to God, you realize that he works on an individual level. Okay, he, he cares for us. He's got plans for us. He works in our lives. And when you get that, your faith explodes. So we're going to begin in Joshua chapter 1. And before we do that, we're going to go ahead and start off with a word of prayer. So pray with me if you would. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning that we can be together in your name. Father, we know it's you that saves. And we want to ask you right here at the beginning of the year to forgive us for putting our faith in other things, thinking that other things or other people are going to save us when it's only really going to be about you. We ask you, God, to take us and help us to cross over from where we are now to where you want to take us. I pray for our friends here, God, that are visiting. I pray that you'll just encourage them and let them know you have great plans and allow them embrace your plan in their lives. Thank you, Father. Be with us. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Let your Holy Spirit speak to us this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, so you ready? We're going to begin in chapter 1. Let's go ahead and cross over in 2017. Are you ready? Now, just like us, Joshua was at the edge of transition, the edge of change. And look at what the words of God said to Joshua. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aide, Moses, my servant is dead. Now then, you and all these people, get ready to cross. Go ahead and turn to your neighbor and say, it's time to get ready. It's time to get ready. Kyle, it's time to get ready. 
It's time to get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them to the Israelites. And I want you to understand the significance of this. This had been 600 years in the waiting. 400 years the people of Israel spent in Egypt waiting for this promise to happen, and they're right, right on the threshold of it. But let's take a look at Joshua, Yeshua, what he's facing. Why does he start out telling them that Moses is dead? I mean, this is significant. If you're an Israelite, who's Moses? Moses is unparalleled in the Old Testament. Of all the people, prophets, heroes, kings, of all the people in the Old Testament, guess who's got the high seat? Moses. See, there aren't many people in the Bible that, that describe, I had such a close relationship with Moses that we spoke face to face. He gave us the first five books of the Old Testament. He brought the people out of Egypt, slavery. He conquered the most powerful king at the time and brought them out and, and led them right to that edge. So if you're Joshua, he was, you know, Joshua was, was trained by Moses. How would you be feeling if your mentor, if your hero, if the whole people of Israel's hero just died? What do you think you'd be feeling? A little fear. Not to mention the last 40 years that they had just spent wandering in the desert. This wasn't a great time of, of, you know, just faith. There was anticipation. There was excitement. But there was a lot of baggage. Moses is dead. And they just spent the last 40 years wandering around in the desert. Do you know why they were wandering around? Because they were waiting for a generation of unfaithful people to die off. Wow. There's a lot of Joshua's friends people that he grew up with, all except one. and We'll talk about him later in our study. Verse 3, I will give you every place where you set your foot. As I promised Moses, your territory will be extended from the desert of Le to Lebanon, from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea, and to the west. Let's get an idea of what he's talking about. This was a promise that was passed on from Abraham to Isaac, to Jacob, then to Moses. And it's a huge swath of land. And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a piece of land that's still being fought over to this day. And it's, it's huge, but to think about, Joshua, you're going to be the one. And here's one of the challenges with this land. It's occupied already. So you're going to have to go in there and take over. And so automatically, if you're Joshua, you're going to be feeling some, some challenge, right? No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Now, this is an incredible promise from God. Just like with Moses, I'm going to be with you. But a promise is only as good as the faith that accompanies it. 
You know, there's a quote uh, by Jennifer Dean. It says, a promise is only as good as the person who makes it. Who's making this promise? Can you get any better than that? But even, even that quote, I mean, it's a great quote, but it really doesn't describe our responsibility. God was giving Joshua an incredible promise, but that promise is only as good as the what? The faith. So Joshua needed to believe the Lord. He had to take hold and grasp that promise, accept it, believe it. So we move on. He says, no one's going to be able to, I will never leave you or forsake you. So be strong and courageous. Now, why did God tell Joshua this? Two things you're going to need, Joshua. What are they? Strength. And what else? Courage. You know what you're going to need? Let's bring it down to you. You know what you're going to need in 2017? You know what I'm going to need in 2017? Strength and courage. You're going to need some strength because there's going to come some, some things that are going to sap you of strength. Failure saps you of strength. And he says, you're going to lead these people. Working with people, guess what it is? Working with people is not easy. How many of us will agree with that, that working with people is not easy? Okay? It's not easy. It can, it can sap you. And you're going to need courage. Why are you going to need courage? Because fear is going to grab you in 2017. You know that fear has the power to paralyze people? It creates paralysis. And if you let fear control your life in 2017, you will not move from the place where you are to where God wants to take you. People are counting on you. But if you're not courageous, if you don't deal with your fear, you'll stay paralyzed. See, Joshua was right there at the, at the 600 years have been waiting for this moment. But what is, and God gave him the promise, you're ready. I, I've given you everything. Here's what you need. Strength and courage. And we're going to break some of these down in the, in the coming weeks. But today we really want to look at when you face a challenge that you've never faced before, what comes into light? Your faith. God gave him a promise. How's your faith? You know, and if you look back at 2017, how was your 2016? As you look forward to, was it challenging? Maybe that's affecting your faith, that it didn't go very well in 2016. So you're not feeling excited about 2017 because of 2016. And, and today we're going to look at our faith. See, because when you face challenges like you've never faced in your life, like maybe right now in your life you're facing some of the greatest challenges that you've ever faced in your life. And you just square up with your faith and you say, I don't know. I'm not sure. I know God's with me, but I, 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 question, I question myself. And there's different times in our lives where we're, we bump up against something really, really challenging. We don't have the faith to move forward. We're paralyzed by our lack of faith. Let's move into the New Testament because there's some parallels, and this has to do with us. God was challenging Joshua to move into the promised land, the most challenging step. What's God moving you into this year? Do you know? 
I can tell you he's moving me into some areas that I'm unfamiliar with. I've never been here before. And just to be honest, they, they challenge me. They're daunting. Look at what Jesus said. Look at he, when he talked to the apostles, he, he said this, and this can really challenge us. He, this is one of Jesus' expectations. If your brother or, sinner, brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. Let them know. And if they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day, seven times a day in a day, and seven times come back to you and you saying, I repent, you must do what? Wow. Seven times. Now, some translations, Peter asked the question directly in Matthew's gospel. He said, so Lord, how many times do I need to forgive my brother? And you know what Jesus' answer was? Seven times what? Seventy. You just go, what? In a day? Basically, Jesus is making a point. Your forgiveness has to be infinite. How, how is God's forgiveness towards us? Infinite if we repent, if we decide. No matter how many times you fall, if you get back up and you say, I'm going to repent, Lord, how many times is he going to forgive you? This is the expectation of Jesus. It's not our expectation, but I know some of us, you know, we kind of like baseball. I give you three strikes. Okay? Three strikes. You sin, and, and let's just be honest, what is sin? Sin, you know, it's not a church word. It's a, it's a word to describe when someone hurts you. Okay, it could be a physical hurt, but usually what hurts the most is an emotional hurt. People let you down. They betray you. They break your trust. And it hurts. They let you down. It hurts. Three strikes, I give you one, two, three, you're out. We're done. What's Jesus saying? Does Jesus play baseball? No, he's not about baseball. Seven times 70. But what do you think the apostles are feeling at this point? Man, how do you feel? I tell you how I feel. Let's look what they said. The apostles said, Lord, increase our faith. You know what they're saying right here? I don't know if I can do this. Your expectation is too high for me. So what are my options? Lower the expectation? Stick to baseball? Well, they're not my expectations to lower. If I'm going to follow Jesus, guess whose expectations they are? They're Jesus' expectations. It's not up to me. I can't change his expectations. If I follow him, they're his expectations, right? Jesus replied when they said this, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. You know, when we bump up against things in our lives that we've never faced before, and we say these words, and I know all of us say it, I've said it, Lord, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can move forward from this. I don't know if I can overcome this. I don't know if I can do this. What, what are your options? 
Well, the first option is to lower your expectations, isn't it? I, I'm just not, I'm not, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna do it what Jesus said, but I'm gonna lower it a little bit. Then, then the second option, and this is, this is pretty popular today, is run away from the expectations. I, I'm just going to avoid it. I'm going to avoid it. I'm going to leave and go somewhere else and start hanging with a new group of people because they don't know me, and they don't, they don't know my situation. They don't know what I'm facing. People who know me, they know that I'm running, right? You ever run? You ever run away from your challenges? I'm really glad you're here this morning because you're starting the new year ready to face yourself. Some of you are very courageous, and I respect you for that. But you're still, what do I do? I, I can't lower their Jesus' expectations. Who am I to lower his expectations? And I can't run away. I'm just not that kind of runaway person. I don't run away. So what's your third and only option as a follower of Jesus? I, I'm not enough. I'm not enough to meet this expectation. Expectation, Jesus Increase my faith. It takes a lot of humility and a lot of courage. And this is exactly where, jo- where Joshua was to say, increase my faith. So for the first four months of this year, what are we going to focus on as a church? And what do I want to encourage you to focus in on? Increasing your faith. Because I promise you, you're going to bump up against some things, if not already, that you're going to say, I don't know. And your choice is, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta trust God, you know. And and you know, I wanna, I wanna share with you guys. It all got started when I made the decision to follow Jesus in college. I, I, I decided to make Jesus Lord. But you know, when I got baptized and I said those words, I was scared. Most people, you know, they're happy, they're fired up. I wasn't fired up. I was scared. So why are you scared? God forgave all your sins. Why are you scared? I was scared because this is the kind of person that I was my whole life up to that point. I was a runaway person. I never finished anything that I started up to this point. So even at the very beginning for me, when I made the decision to follow Jesus, I was scared that I wasn't going to be able to do it for the rest of my life, and I knew it was a big commitment. In fact, the brother who studied the Bible with me, he says, you're going to be a follower of Jesus for the rest of your life. I was 21. That could be a long time. <laughs> and when you're 21, you, you just go, wow, that's eternity. That's forever. And the truth is, guys, I just want you to understand, I did not have faith in myself to make that man-sized decision. I did not. I was scared. And this is what I said. I can't do this, God. You're going to need to help me get through it day by day until I finish. 31, going on 32 years later, here I am. No, you don't need to clap. You don't need to clap because this is who I am. Don't clap for this person. Clap for this statement. Clap for this because who gets the credit for 31 going on 32 years? It's God because he's helped me get through it. And he's going to help again. But you and I need to embrace this idea of, of just, and then it didn't stop then. It's not a one-time deal. Get baptized. Then what happens? Then I went into the ministry after I graduated, graduated from college. And ministry's hard. I worked with inner city kids that were in gangs. And it was not easy. These kids had issues. 
Back of my car got shot out. Yeah, it was, it was youth ministry. Not West Covina youth ministry. It was, <laughs> it was Dorchester, Boston youth ministry. I mean, kids came to Bible talk packing. When you say you can't, can't come to Bible talk with your gun, you got to leave it at the door. <laughs> you cannot come to Bible discussion with your gun. I'm sorry. We don't. Okay, we want you here. We don't want your gun here. So lay it down. I was scared, guys. I was scared. And again, got married, you know. And, and some people get married, it's, it's quick. You know, it's a 30-minute it's a deal. Quick, right? The guy who did, the minister who did my marriage, my, my, my wedding, it was one hour long, the sermon. Just the, just the Bible teaching, it was one hour long. I mean, he didn't leave anything out. Genesis to Revelation. I had my best friend, he's not a Christian. You know, and you had, we had this, this, this group of people that he was, he was, you know, in my wedding party, and, and he was my best friend, Mario's name, and he was, you know, we had pictures, and he was at the very end of our wedding party, and I noticed in the pictures during the wedding, because it was so long that Mario left. Because <laughs> there was pictures with him in the, in, the, in, the, in the wedding party, and he was there, and then he was gone, and then he was back again. Like, and I went to him and said, dude, you're my wedding. He said, I, could, I couldn't do it, man. I had, I, had to, I had to go to the bathroom and had to make a call. I mean, it was, it was long. I'm not used to this. Imagine how I felt. And I love Laura. But it was heavy. Are you ready to do this for the rest of your life? And then went right after that, went and did mission work. Same thing. First landed in Brazil, and I wanted to be missionary. You know, some of you young people want to be a missionary. You want to go do work in the third world, and, and, and you go, and it's different when you get there. And the first thing I came out, I got off the plane, and we're walking around and with the people in the place, Brazil, in 1990. And I'm there, and I'm like, this is really poor. This place is really poor. This is not going to be easy. This is really different. This is really hard, learning a new language, talking like a, a two-year-old. This is hard. God, I don't know if I can do this. I know I've been dreaming for this for five years, but I don't know if I can do this. And th I'm just telling you, it happens again and again. And guess what? 2000, January of 2017, can I get real with you? Can I tell you where I am? This is where I am right now. There's some serious challenges facing our church. And I'm not sure I can do this. But these options aren't available to lower Jesus' expectations, to run away. Can't run away. Do you know anybody that's run away? You know, 2016 was a, was a year that a number of people in our church ran away. You know why they ran away? Can we just be honest? They bumped up against something they didn't want to deal with. And so they decided, I'm going to go somewhere else. And I'm going to bounce around, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. But let's just be honest. 
I've been tempted. You've been tempted to do that. But that, that's, not, that's not what Jesus is calling us to. A true follower of Jesus stays with his family, stays with his Lord and Savior. He stays the course, and he, he, he admits that I can't do it, but I'm going to trust you and have faith in you. So here is the option. Here is the only option for a real follower of Jesus. Increase my faith. So let, let's just go ahead and say it together. Say it to your neighbor. Increase my faith. Increase my faith. Because I'm, I'm not up for this. Do you know that in the, in the world that we live in, there's full of compromise? Full of compromise instead of this? You know what people do? They quit. I know, I know, I know ministers who decided to lower the expectation, to run away, and the, the consequences were catastrophic. I didn't do that. It wasn't for extra effect. <laughs> the, 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 the consequences were catastrophic. Their whole life came apart. Divorced. Kids don't know what's what. They grew up in church, and now their parents are divorced. They preached against divorce for how many years, and now it's like a nightmare. All because they didn't embrace this idea of increase my faith. I can't face this. I can't do it. When you're in a relationship with someone and you can't, you can't get through it, what should you do? Get a divorce? Get separated? You should say increase my faith. And I can tell you, being in the church is a challenging thing, isn't it? Relationships are challenging. Here's some of the challenges that you're going to face. Your own sins and temptations in your life. It's very easy to lower the expectations, isn't it? Or to run away. To have a heart that's soft and willing to change. Willing to accept whatever God calls us to do, even though it's hard. That's a challenge. To love each other from the heart and forgive, as Jesus talks about, may be one of the hardest things to do. To reach out to the lost, both local and worldwide. To hang in there with people. Study the Bible with people, even though they walk away. And you feel like you gave them your heart. And they say, no. But a disciple, what does he say? Increase my faith. i got to keep going because this is what you want me to do. And then the last thing is to give our lives to Jesus to the end. You know, whether you become a disciple at the beginning of your life or you become a disciple at the end of your life, it, it is a challenge to finish. That's one of the things I want to do. I, I do a lot of funerals, and I'm, I'm, I'm a little envious sometimes of the funerals because I'm going, man, they finished. I want to finish. I want to finish like they finished. I want to be faithful to the end because I know between now and whenever that time is, and I'm, trust me, I'm not in a rush but I want to make sure that I'm faithful at the last season of my life. That's hard. It's really hard. But there's things that are not an option. You can't lower the expectations. They're not mine to lower. They're Jesus's expectations. And number two, I, we can't run away because you know the consequences of running away. You know what that brings. You know what running away will create later in your life. You'll always run away.
Interesting thing when people get divorced, guess how it goes in their second marriage? And then the third one. Because they're always got that thing, I'm a runaway, I'm a quitter. See, and I learned this when I got baptized, that when you say Jesus is Lord, you stay. You stay, you persevere, you don't quit, you don't give up, you don't back down. You know, and, and you know, the, the reality of it is, guys, we just got to be honest, our world is filled with compromise. And church world is full of compromise. Because we think it's for us, right? And, and you look at the scriptures, you look at the New Testament, you go, man, these guys, they didn't quit. And they had high standards. They were willing to die for what they believed. And I look at you know, us today and I go, why, why is there such a big difference between them and us? Because we've lowered the standards. You, you, you don't really need to be with the people in church throughout the week. You don't need to have those close relationships. Just show up once a week. And you know, even if that's hard, you can, you can bounce around because God's everywhere, so you can bounce around to this church and to that church, and, and, and you can be here, and then, no, 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 you know, if that's too much, just once in a while, or, or just the major holidays, or, or, you know, if you really, if you just love Jesus in your heart, I got to tell you, that's not in the scriptures. They were devoted to each other. They stood by each other when it was hard. And that translates into everything, your family, your job. You know, and it, it changed my character. I was kind of like Joshua. I was, I, was, I was a quitter before, but then, you know, God really changed my character. Not to give up. But I got to be honest with you. Our present faith is not enough to face the challenges. And, and, and I got I to gotta, I gotta, I gotta tell you guys that we got to be real. And this is a confession. I've lowered the standard in the church. And for that, I'm truly sorry to you guys. See, because for me, it's been, you know, I, I believe it's a responsibility of every single person to, to carry out and live out their salvation. And, and they've got to set the bar. But me as a minister, I've also got to say, these aren't my expectations to lower. And I've lowered them as your minister. And 2017 is about bringing them back. Okay? Because they're not mine. These aren't the Lighthouse Church of Christ standards. These are standards that Jesus gave us. We have no other option but to do If we're going to do this for real, then we've got to follow his standards. Am I the only one that's compromised? No. There's others. We've lowered the standard. And it's easy to do the older you get. So I want you to do an evaluation this week within your small group. And if you're here as a guest, you probably don't know. Well, I, don't, you know, I have no idea. Just hang in there. You're listening in our conversation we're having as a family. But I want you to get honest, you know, about what you have compromised. 
and ask yourself the question, is it, is it mine to compromise? Is it mine to lower? It's not. So we're going to be talking about this in the coming weeks, but the only option for me really now is, I don't, I don't know if I can do this, but Jesus increased my faith. And we're going to go through seven practical steps to increase our faith. Amen. They're Holy Spirit, biblically proven. And, and I got these from a, a, a friend in, in Denver, Colorado, John Lusk. He's passed on these studies to us. And we're going to go through them. But it's not rocket science. These are studies that, you know, I've, I've had to deal with in my own life and many, but we're in a different season for 2017. And, and I hope that we can get this ingrained in us so that from here forward, when we bump up against something, we're gonna, just going to go, I can't compromise. I can't quit. Increase my faith, Lord. Increase my faith. That's my only out. That's my only option. So let's get back to Joshua. Be strong and what? Very courageous. Not just courageous. You're going to need some real courage to face some of these challenges in your character and in your life. You're going to need a lot of courage, Joshua. And then it says, be careful to obey the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from the right or to the left that you may be successful at what you do. Here it is. This is our law. This is, this is the word that was passed on, not from Moses, but from who? Jesus. And if you're in the word each and every day, guess what happens to your faith? Your faith increases. So one of the things I want to encourage you, if you want to grow your faith, you've got to be in the word every day. I highly suggest a reading plan. You know, in fact, Joshua fits perfect. There's there's 24 chapters, 23 chapters, and it'll fit perfectly in this month. Just do a chapter a month. And then February, you get in a reading plan. You know, the, the YouVersion Bible, uh, they, got, they got Bible plans, like how many they have, Laura? Like a hundred, thousands? Anything that you've got going on in your life, you can get on a reading plan, a study plan to work on it. It will help you be successful. If you're not in the Word, you're going to get disoriented. You're not going to know where you're going. This is what happened with Joshua. You see all these little explosions? Those were battles. How many explosions are you going to have in 2017? I hope not many, but there's going to be a few. There may even be one today. A battle. Maybe with yourself. Maybe with somebody else, maybe with your group. I don't know. But you, when you face that battle, you have to respond like the apostles and you just say, Lord, increase my faith. I'm not going to compromise and I'm not going to quit. Increase my faith. And guess what happens? That's what happens. Now, what if Joshua had said, you know, you, know, you gave us this, but what, I just want this little piece right here. I don't want it all. That would be a compromise, wouldn't it? So we can't do that. He goes on to say, keep, the book, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. That's what we want. But it's the little things that give us success later. And I hope that this year you can be in the Word and follow the Word each and every day and talk to your brothers and sisters 
and share it with them. Then he finished up, and, and for this part of Joshua, they're going to study, have I not commanded you? Be strong. He keeps on, God keeps on repeating this over and over again. Be strong and courageous. Why does he keep repeating it? Because you're going to need it. Three things you're going to need in 2017. Strength, courage, and the word. Those things are going to help increase your faith. Do not be discouraged. You, you might be tempted to get discouraged. I, I got to be honest. I woke up this morning, and I'm getting ready for this lesson, and I look back at 2016 and all the failures, and I'm going, oh, my gosh. I mean, just for that moment, I got discouraged. And, and the Lord told me, as he told Joshua, don't be discouraged. Just lift up your hands and say, increase my faith. Increase my faith, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Now, this is Old Testament. Did this promise apply to us in the New Testament? I mean, it's nice that God said this to Joshua, said it to Moses, but is he saying it to me? Let's go to the New Testament. Do these promises apply to my life? Hebrews. Now, this is in the New Testament, is it not? These are letters written to churches, just like you and I. So they're letters written to us, and, and these words were written to us. And look, it says, keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God said to who? To you. Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, I, not, I will not be afraid. So say that to your neighbor, the Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. Go ahead and say it to your neighbor. And they're not looking at you, you grab them and you say, the Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. Get their attention. What can mere mortals do to me? And that includes you. If God, if God is for us, who can be against us over and over again? That's why you need to be in the Word. Because God's trying to remind you. Just like I was with Joshua, I've got great plans for you in 2017. Now, we've got some plans in the church. And, and I just want to go ahead and tell you, in the church, we've got some plans that are going to challenge you. Because we've got to do some rearranging. We did some last year, but we need to do some more this year. Because some challenges have come, but always we're going to know this. Now, to close out, let, let, let's, let's just break this down. Jesus helped us cross over. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. And as you know about Jesus, when he was in the garden, he bumped up against a mountain that he could not face. It was too big for him. And what did he say? He prayed for three hours. What did he say? God, I can't drink this cup. And in other words, he said, increase my faith. And God gave him the faith to be able to do this for you and me to go through it, the scorning and the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. 
lose faith. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Right now, we're going to celebrate the communion, and we're going to keep our eyes on Jesus right now. And whenever you get yourself into trouble and you say, I can't do this, put your eyes on Jesus. He went through that for you so you can cross over. And that can give us comfort. I'm just going to follow you, Jesus. Increase my faith. And you may need to spend some extra time in prayer this year to get through those moments as you're sitting in the, on the foot of the mountain and you're looking up. So right now we're going to take the communion. I'm going to ask our, our guest services if they can bring, bring the trays. And we're going to do something a little different today. We're going to have an altar call. If something that I've said, if something that you're facing in your life, something that's going on in your life that you need prayer, that you need help, we're going we're gonna to have a song. And, and this, is, this is something really important that it shows an act of humility that, God, I need your help. I'm going through some, some things in my life that I, I can't, I can't deal with. So I'm going to ask uh, Dave, he's going to come up, uh, if you could, Dave, and, and Joe, if you could come up, and, and, and these guys are going to be praying with us, over us, because I need prayer today. I need an altar call today. So during the communion, and then you can take your communion. So during this song, if you need to come forward, I'm going to be here. Don't leave me alone. Uh, but look, we're going to just pray and ask God to help us in 2017 and increase our faith.
Just blue. 